Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. about this message and I want to recap uh, our time is somewhat gone but would you let me just recap what we spoke about yesterday it will give us context of what I want to do at the end of this message which is give you an aerial view of the church and what the church is a lot of people are still vague what the church is and they don't grasp the entirety and the scope and the magnificence of the church church could be like almost like a, an upsized bingo club, social club almost, I don't know. Uh, you come here for some reason, but you know you, you need to, you feel to, and you come, you're not sure what, why you should give, why you should serve God. Well, I'd like to be able to just give you an aerial view by coming up the mountain and overlooking the church through the book of Ephesians. And so, but I'm going to, can, can you allow me to race through, and, and I'm going to paraphrase almost because I need to crunch my message down. And, uh, and get to this place where we can really see the church for what it is. Because not only did Paul, Paul actually didn't go up a mountain, he literally ascended into the third heaven, amen? And we talked about, okay, let's have a look at some mountain shots just to help people get some context for the message. And uh, so, you know, you might be a prayer. You go up the mountain, uh, that looks like Pat Ancliffe maybe, he loves to go up to mountains and I like to go up mountains and I know some of us do. And just get that aerial view, you come up into the atmosphere of heaven and you feel like you're closer to God. Actually that's what the inference was there with the mountain, that people believe God was in heaven and by going up to the mountain they were closer to God, amen? So, and look, well, you need to help sometime, you, you go there with your wife, don't leave your wife behind a husband, or usually it's leave the husband behind, the wife tracks up the mountain and she gets hungry for God, wants to worship, wants to love God more and serve God, and uh, so that's a, funny, that's a funny dilemma in the life of the church, it's usually the woman that, uh, you know, it can easily worship God and easily seek God. The man's always busy, he's working, hand of the player, we commend the men. But the man should be at the first there. That's us on holidays, mid-north coast, and we finally got up to North Brother Mountain, and it is a sensational view. 1,200 meters, uh, that's your giving message guy, Andrew, and that's my other son-in-law, Evan Hall. He's in Melbourne, he excuses himself. Uh, that's Jessica's... Uh, famous husband, and, um, and that's my grandchildren. And these are the mountains of the Lord. We talked about Mount uh, Ararat, that's where the Noah's Ark landed, Mount Sinai, uh, help me, help me, that, that's where the Ten Commandments were given, Mount Olives is where um, Jesus sweat, you know, prayed before the crucifixion, Mount Zion, Jerusalem, uh, David, uh, David took that land. M Mount Transfiguration, that's Jesus. He's up on Mount Transfigur Transfigured by the glory. And Elijah and, and Moses. Moses is, is uh, wise Moses and Elijah standing beside him because Jesus is the fulfillment of the law who is Moses, represented by Moses and the Ten Commandments. And Elijah is standing beside him. And uh, because he, Jesus is the fulfillment of all the prophets. So that's powerful. Uh, Mount Carmel is the big showdown between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. That's a spiritual showdown between the powers of darkness and God's kingdom. That's awesome. And Mount 
the Sermon on the Mount, which is really about another reenactment of the Ten Commandments. The Sermon on the Mount is now Jesus, the, the I am, you know, God was saying, I am, I am. This is where the Jews had a real problem. Now, who's this guy saying I am? No, only one I am, Yahweh, Elohim, God the Father. No, I am. I am the door. I am salvation. I am the the truth and the life. Amen. I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. So Jesus was actually saying, I'm God. I'm actually the son of God. This was a big dilemma for the Pharisees and for the Jews, and uh, but it was good news for the Gentiles, unsaved people like us who weren't born into the nation of Israel or weren't born at the right, you know, in the right nation. Amen. It's good news for us that Jesus spoke the Beatitudes. These was the new game plan for the New Testament. He gave the. He said, "No, guys, the Ten Commandments is great. It's still there, but actually, do this by the grace of God, and you're doing really well." So the Beatitudes were enacted there. Uh, anything else? So they're the mountaintop experiences in the Bible. Uh, mountains are mentioned 500 times in the Bible. Uh, but I want to get to where Paul, man, because Paul, man, you don't really hear about Paul going to a mountain. He actually went to the third heaven. So you got the first heaven. That's terra firma. And then you got the second heaven. That's this place between heaven, paradise, and earth. That's where all the spiritual warfare is on the planet. That's where, you know, uh, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in the heavenly realms. That's in the second heaven. That's unfortunately over your over everyone. And uh, that's why you need to pray and plead the blood of Christ over your house. And and, uh, and that's why the church is a magnificent place to be in. Because in church, when we all come together and worship God, the clouds part for you, and, and you just are able to hear God, know God, and be healed and blessed. That's why we come to church. Because right now, right here, right now, we collectively bring our faith together, bring our graces together. We, we, we submit to each other out of reverence for Christ, Ephesians 5.18, thereabouts. And, 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 and this place is rocking right now. You mightn't feel it, but we are in a really good place right now in the presence of God. So if you've got something going down... If you've got a stronghold, if you've got something that needs to be pulled down, you need to be praying for yourself as you're listening to me, amen? You need to be believing and you need to be seeing what God wants to do for you for the future of your life. In the house of God, it all can happen in the presence of God. Now that's the upside of what the church should be like, the supernatural church that, that, that Ephesians talks about, that Paul talks about, amen? So it's not just a social club. Right now, we're in a in a really busy environment of God, angels ascending and descending, as Jacob's ladder said, you know, he had this magnificent dream, and I see this is none other than the house of God. How awesome is this house? There's these angels ascending and descending in C3 Tugger. Oh my God, I was there, I saw it. It was magnificent. People were healed and blessed, and that's what should be happening in the house of God, amen? So this is not an academic lesson. Amen. This is a spiritual impartation moment, and it's an opportunity for you to be blessed. Amen. And and man, push in on that worship. I know, man, it, it's hard sometimes, but you know we had a great worship time this morning, and you need to push past that. So what do you do? You turn your mind off. You turn your. You, you just shut, sh- shut things down. The big levers, you know, you see in the movies. Shut those engines down. Shut those cogs down. Kick it into neutral. And, and just imagine Christ high and lifted up. When you want something, do you imagine how good it is? I'm imagining a better caravan all the time, eh, Andrew? I am. I'm imagining that caravan. I see it high and lifted. No, I see it, um, you know, and, 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 
you've got to use your godly imagination to see Christ high and lifted up. Sit at the right hand of the Father. Oh, look, I'm not, I can't see God at the moment. The band's not wearing enough color. They're not making enough noise. Uh, you know, I don't see anyone jumping through hoops. Up. Oh, we're not going to do that. We're, not going, we're going to see how you go. And in the unplugged session is really about to see how you go without drums, you know, exciting you. The big guitar, the Doug factor, you know, we, we, we pulled him back a little bit this morning. And, and, and we just see how you go then because you know you know one day we should get the old the old organ up here and see how they go then we'll just get an old organ and do some of those hymns and then see how you go then because if you can't worship God to an old organ man you've been conditioned by by modern church that you need drums and loud music do you know what do you know what the, the the phenomena is young people want that my age want the drums and the you know, the U2, the, you know, the, the boom, 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 the bass, you feel it, yeah. I'm on the way to God. Here I go. I'm going up. Yes. That, hang on. What happened? Whoa. Oh, God, what happened? No, no, what happened to the bass blow? Misha had to do something. I don't know. Uh, isn't Misha rocking on the bass? How can I preach a message? How can I do what I, you know, I'm done? <laughs> Coming up the mountain of the Lord is about worship. When you come, you got your mountain gear, got your rope, got some supplies, got the right foot gear. You're going to help someone up. You look back and say, oh my God, let's help them up. You know, come on, we all got to come up and see what God wants us to see. Last week, ah, got to crunch it even more now. Come up here. Micah 4.2. Let's just, just get a few scriptures and I'll get to the main point then. Maybe we'll do that. Amen? Let's just recap what we said last week. Many nations will come and say, Micah 4.2. Praise God. Many nations will come and say, come, let us go. Say Go. Up to the mountain of the Lord. This is a phenomena. That's what's happening all over the planet. Bethel Church, Jesus uh, culture has taught us this, that we can come up into this, wow, this place of spiritual, at this atmosphere of, of hearing God and seeing God high and lifted up. Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. His ways is his nature. His ways are His nature, who He really is. and That we may walk in His paths. What are His paths? The, the paths are what we begin our journey on. Wasn't it great to see um, Luke's uh, uh, brother get saved here last Sunday night? Luke, he's big, I said to him on the altar, he got saved, good, strong young man, about 30 years of age. I said, you've begun your spiritual journey in God. That's awesome. You've begun, a, you've joined us on our pursuit to God, you know, we're not arrived, we're not high and mighty, and then you just start, no, you joined us, and we'll help you along, and, uh, and we're on a pursuit towards God, that's what we're doing on the planet, um, and it's amazing, so this path that, that not a lot of people are on, you know, it's not traveled by the multitudes, uh, even some, many would scorn it, and uh, because they say it's too narrow, Matthew seven thirteen says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, 
and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road, the path that leads to life, and only a few find it. So its stream of humanity is going this way, but right in the middle of that is a path, and we get along that path. It's a path of righteousness, and, and, and as we're on that path, things try to dissuade you from reaching your goal. When you get on that path, it's not an easy slipstream to heaven. Uh, you're on a spiritual journey on the planet. There's, a, there's spiritual warfare on the planet dissuading you from coming to church, dissuading you from reading your Bible, dissuading you from getting to know your brother and sister beside you, trying to separate you, trying to isolate you from from God, but from the people of God and from the church. That's all happening, but it's all up to you. Nothing can stop you reaching God except you. I think I put something up on my Instagram. It's a bit like this. You have a choice every single day. You make a choice. Here's the guy. He's looking out, looking at the scenery. This guy, he's just looking at the doom and gloom of this uh, craggy face wall. Uh, and uh, the choice is yours, guys. But um, there is a path. Scripture tells us in Job 28, 7, there is a path. I'll just finish up there. There is a path. Where is the path? The path is in the Word of God, and it is in the intimacy of God. Say intimacy of God. Where did I say the path was? In the Word of God and in intimacy with God. Not in religion. Not by coming to church as much as you can. But it's really about you finding your really finding your place where you can really come to him and believe that he's smiling at you all the time. He loves you unconditionally. And you're able to do that in your lunch break. You're able to do that in the morning, noon, and night. Wherever you are, you just know you can confidently come to God and feel that you're being blessed. I know one of the greatest things of my young childhood was coming off the soccer field. My dad was waiting for me, slapped me on the back, look at me, look at me in the eyes. Well done, son. You know, I probably scored six goals. No, I didn't. Scored one goal. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and it's so good to feel. And one of the quests, one of the key quests is to find Father God, not just Jesus. Jesus is my salvation. I recognize he's died on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No, but there's the Holy Spirit, the true in God. You need to know the, the ever-encompassing, beautiful, wonderful, ah, comforting, guiding Holy Spirit. You've got to get to know the Holy Spirit. Then you've got to get to know Father God, because Father God, he will really bring you up as a son and daughter. That's where maturity is. Amen? Once you reach the Father, then you can omit, then you can express that magnificence of God the Father. He's loving, He's kind, He's good, all that great stuff, the Father, the affirmation especially when you're witnessing to someone like that and you just give your pet little, you know, salvation theology, that's probably not going to do it. But, you know, if you give them the Father's love, you know, the you know, God the Father, He does really care for you. Do you really think so? I was witnessing to a guy in a music shop. He has a great gift on the guitar. And I said, that's a gift, son. He's about 33. I can talk to him like that. I'm older than that. I said, that's, that's a gift, son. He, as soon as I said son, he went, whoa, okay. Yeah, I receive that, son. I receive that. I receive that name, son. And, and I could tell, man, I've got, I've, got an open, I've got an opening here. So I said, that's a gift. How about you diversify your efforts? Because he showed me his web page, his music he's, he's made up. And uh, it's awesome. This guy's fantastic. He's really a musician. I said, how would you like to be able to be in a worship team and help people seek God? 
And, whoa, what do you mean? I said, well, we got a worship team down there at Tugra and uh, all those guys in that band, and that's a good band, man, are helping people seek God, you know? We're, we're not arrived, and we're just seeking Him just like you are, and, and He's into cosmic consciousness or something. I don't know. He's, I don't care about that. I'm just saying, no, we're seeking God too, man. If you're seeking like that, we're seeking God like this. We're seeking the, the way, the truth, the life. Jesus, I told Him that straight. But if you're seeking like that, we don't care about that. Come on down, man. We'll even put you on the worship team man <laughs> and uh, and so but um, he loved that it's the affirmation of the father that we all need when we get him saved that is all over the globe there's a spiritual awakening sweeping across the earth there's a hunger people are getting prophetic downloads supernatural experiences these wonderful experiences uh, are causing people to be hungry um, they're realizing deeper dimensions of God. Come up here is the, was the sermon. Come up here. I, talk, I talked about um, God calling, God calling the, the Israelites up, literally, not just Moses, but the Israelites. Come up here. I want to speak to you. And the Israelites, the Israelites said, yeah, 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 we'll do that. Now, hang on, hang on. Whoa, thunder and lightning. Everything frightening. Whoa. Uh, yeah, hang on. Moses, you go up. You go up, Pastor Phil. You, you go up and, and, and you come down and the Bible says, and Moses, you tell us what, what God is saying. We're going to stay down here, around the parameters down here. And, and while they were doing that and they didn't see the acts of God, they built a calf, amen? So some people get into all sorts of idol worship and stuff when, when you don't see the acts of God. But God wants us to know the ways of God. He wants us to really know Him. He wants us to know Him, not just His acts. God didn't do anything for me this week, some might say. I didn't see any breakthrough. I didn't get that job. I didn't get healed. That's acts. That's acts. You've got to know the ways of God. Amen? You've got to know the ways of God. And that's what Moses, he went up that mountain and he got acquainted and personal and intimate with God and he understood the nature of God, why he does the things he does, why he even allows the things he does, and on that basis, Moses knew the intentionality of God. Amen? When you, don't, when you only know God by the acts of God, you come up way short and you second-guess God. You misunderstand Him and you find yourself getting disenchanted and maybe even creating an idol and serving something else like the calf that they did. So that's paraphrased. They were scared to go up because they were going to lose their life, by the way. We're not going up into that presence, man. I'm not going to lose my life for that. Now, you don't lose your life when you go into the presence of God now, guys. No, hang on, hang on. New Testament, New Testament. You can go into the presence of God, but there's still a risk. There is a risk to your life. And it's this, you're going to lose your pride and your flesh. Amen? So if you don't want that, if you want, I want a big buffer zone, man, between me and God. I want you to do, just do some smoking stuff here and maybe you do lots of uh, religious stuff and I just want to keep a real good distance between me and him because, look, I'm not sure how he feels about me. I'm not sure who he is, what he is. And, and look, I want to pay homage to God. So look, just give me something that, that I can feel good about because the flesh really loves to do to appease God. Yeah. It actually feels good. That's why you get people slashing themselves and whipping themselves and doing crazy stuff. One monk t 
tied something to his back. I saw a movie once, tied something to his back, crawled up the mountain. This was for you, God. I'm suffering for you, God, because the suffering of Jesus wasn't enough. I don't know. But it's not about that. Amen? It's about you just saying, God, I can confidently come to you. And I do that. Now, I said that story again, recapped it, because guess what? It's the same predicament we're in now. I'm not sure if I want to get close and personal with God. I'm not sure if I really want to be intimate with God and share all my details of my life. I don't want him, I don't want him meddling in my life. I've got my life. I know what I'm doing with it. And look, I pay homage to him with what I do, maybe even come to church and stuff. But the, the close and personal, the intimate thing, I, I, I'm not sure about that. I, 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 I'm not quite sure about it. But you know what's happening worldwide? People are breaking out of religion, breaking out of uh, just this whole mindset that there is no God. And guess what? Your friend, my friend, and all the people around you, they're open to hear about your intimacy with God. But you've got to come up the mountain to get that. You've got to come out of the busyness, and you've got to come up and into the presence of God and feel that love and receive that love. Deuteronomy 5.27, go near and listen to all the Lord that God says. Then tell us whatever the Lord our God tells you. We will listen and obey. Huh. Exodus 20.21, 20, the people remained at a distance. C3 Tagra, let's not remain at a distance. Amen? Not even during the day. No, I'm working today. I'm allowed to be at a distance. If I, went, if I went somewhere down, and Julie went this way, and I went that way, and, 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 and I just said, oh, no, she's at a distance, man. I, I, you know, and so what? No, no. You can't use distance as an excuse not to have intimacy. When she rings, I'm close, and I better be close, because I feel you're at a distance. Are you at a distance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about six guys down the road. Well, I feel like you're more than that in your heart. You're... you're, you're yeah, you mind. You're talking to me or you're talking to someone else, she says sometimes, because I'm trying to juggle. Yeah, yes, darling. Yeah, 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 and someone's over here. God knows if you're intimate with him. Amen? Psalm 103, verse 7, he made known his ways to Moses, his deeds, his acts to the people of Israel. I'll finish it off with something here. I'm not going to be able to do what I wanted to do. How about this for a proposition? Maybe God cannot and will not show you your future, the vision ultimately for your whole life, until you're ready to come up here. Revelations 4.1. Maybe God can't show you the entirety. You know, um, okay, let, let's do this. Moses, he knew he had a calling on his life. He knew he had a purpose and a calling. And remember he killed? He killed that... The Egyptian killed him because the Hebrew was killed. He killed him. He knew that that was part of his mission. I watched Fury the other night. They were on a mission. I loved it. Who's watched Fury? Oh, my God, the best movie I've, war movie I've seen. Very graphic, ladies. Be careful. Don't say that I told you to see it, all right? Pastor <laughs> Phil said it was a great movie, and I'm seeing it. No, please, get, get permission from your mum and dad first. He's on a mission. Brad Pitt. 
Wow. Starting to like that guy now. He's starting to look like a man. <laughs> a few scars on his face. That wasn't makeup, was it? They're real scars, aren't they? He led his people. He led his church into the fray of the battle. And when they all wanted to scatter, he said, we're going to take a stand, guys. I'm going to do it. You go, you go. You go back to your lives. I'll go up the hill of the Lord. I'll pray. I'll pray for Wyong Tugra. I'll do that. You guys, you got look, you got family, you got stuff. Please, you, you do what you got to do. I guess Julie and I will. Julie, you're going to stay with me? At least, Julie, you'll stay with me. And one by one in this... And I shouldn't tell them that, should I? Anyway, the mission was to take this, this ground, this particular ground. They could have fled, left the scene of the battle, but they stood. We need to stand in these days, guys. We need to stand as the church in these desperate days, these, these days of great drama. We need to be like those guys in the tank. Be comrades. Understand the mission of the church. Understand that we're trying to take ground for God. Understand that we're trying to displace the darkness of this world. We need to lock and load. We need to pray. We need to follow our commander, Jesus. We need to listen to our leaders and, and believe that we can make a difference in our society. The church that Paul talks about in Ephesians is a supernatural church, by the way. It's not a social club. That's why he says in, in um, Ephesians chapter 6, Put on your spiritual armor. This is not a battle against flesh and blood. There's principalities over Ephesus. And you know what happened? That one church, which is a tiny church, even smaller than ours, that church, because Paul was an itinerant minister from there, Apostle Paul, he gave him the game plan. He ascended into the heaven, came down, he said, it's like this, guys. There's a spiritual warfare on the planet. No one had ever spoken like this in the Old Testament. But Paul, because he went to the third heaven and got revelation, he had dreams and revelation. He understood the, the, the totality of the church. The full, he got this amazing understanding that a church like this could displace dark clouds in a given region and could loose the, loose the gospel to all the peoples. And in Ephesus, town around Turkey, 320,000 people, very, very much like the Central Coast. What, what's the Central Coast? 320,000? Just like Ephesus, guess what happened? They were worshipping Diana, this foreign god. And um, Paul came, started preaching about Jesus. People started to get saved. But saved, not just for salvation alone, but then the power of God came into them. And then they realized they were born for ministry, that they were born to be the church, that they were born to make a difference. And that's what the book of Ephesians is all about. And the major revelation in the book of Ephesians is this, that they were the body of Christ, that you are a part of the body, that you have a gift, that you have potential, that you have giftedness that this church needs in Jesus' name, that you just don't have salvation Yes, you do, but there's more than that. You have the Holy Spirit in you, reconfiguring you to be a hero in God, to be useful in God. Whatever giftedness you have, Peter Yates is an, is an amazing bookkeeper. He's put his hand up. He's now the bookkeeper for C3 Tugger. Give it, give it up for Peter. 
He's awesome. We we're in a dilemma with Vision Builders a, a week ago or so. He says, I've got an answer. I think I can fix that. I think I can work that out. And the guy is a, is a, is a, a genius. And he pulled it all together and got us through. That's the Holy Ghost. That's God in us, busting to get out. God's in you. You're saved. Who's saved in the house? My time's done. That's great. But I want to prove to you in the next sermon that I do, in the next message, that God is crazy about getting out of you, joining hands with your brother and sister, and marching this church through the gates of hell. Because the gates of hell are trying to prevent the church being the church in these days. But the Bible says, the Bible says in Matthew, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell, Hades, will not prevail against you, your family, your children, you or I. We're going forward. The church is arising like that mountain. The church is getting more colorful. People are awakening up to the usefulness of church. We had people at Jamie and Garth's vision night that, that, and they did brilliantly at their fundraiser night. And Garth got up there, Pat and Cliff and Jamie spoke. And they shared magnificently about the intentionality of why they're starting a church in Nairobi. Amen. And that church is being plonked down, started birthed out of this church. Amen. Through your resources. We're starting a church in Nairobi. And we're displacing dark clouds in Nairobi and winning souls and raising up the saints to be useful in God and the saints say, and the saints say, and the saints say. If we don't understand with this aerial view of what church is, we come up way short of why our attendance is so important and why our membership, now when I say membership, you have decided, stand up girls, if you could, why you need to lock hands with me and Julie, let's include Julie, why we become brother and sisters, we become the body of Christ, useful to God. God bless you, embarrassing. Father, right now I pray, let's all stand, God bless you. Father in heaven, we thank you that we're your church. When you come into the full realization of who and what the church is. Your family will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Don't try and keep your family shy of realizing maybe some of the, 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 the dynamics of the kingdom. Teach them gently. Teach them progressively why they need to be strong in God. Our kids go to school. They've got to be able to defend themselves. They go into high school. They've got to be able to stand for Christ. They've got to be able to stay being the church. They get to university where they are threatened by culture, a different culture of maybe humanism and secularism. And What we're trying to do is raise up the saints to understand the gravity of the situation, the importance, the, the magnitude of the situation. Father in heaven, right now with eyes closed, help me, Lord God, realize the magnificence of your church. Help me understand that it's a supernatural church that Ephesians was that displaced those 
dark clouds. Help us embrace the fullness of what your church is. Lord, not just theology or information or just devotional information, but Lord God, it says here, the letter, the the, the book of Ephesians addresses the church in Ephesus where spiritual breakthrough was needed in an intense pagan dark region. The breakthrough is linked to a spirit-filled supernatural ministry and church. Our founding pastor Paul, the Apostle Paul, formulates some very inspiring revelation to advance God's church. Throughout Ephesians, something distinctive shines out. Just look to heaven as I say this, please. Just look to heaven, look to Christ. And it is this, it is the concept of the church as Christ's body. We call it prophetic revelation, not just poetic truth. The church is that agency that presently incarnates the ministry of Jesus Christ. Church, do you see that? Do you see that? Just just close your eyes, look to heaven, do you see that? Do you see the church manifesting, expressing, incarnating Christ? Do you see that? Say amen if you do. And then when we do, the church proclaims the merits and benefits of His saving, sanctifying work and delivers the power and the love of His caring, healing, deliverance. Folks, an incomplete definition of what the church is, we will come up way short of who we are as the body of Christ. Amen. This is the church, magnificent. Who is she? Arrayed in glory, majestic as the stars. She is the church. She is the church. Song of songs. She is the church. Who is she? Arrayed in glory. Father in heaven, I thank you that eyes are being opened, hearts are being opened to who they are in Christ, who they are as the body of Christ, how useful they are, their giftedness, Lord. Lord, you're placing demand upon them to be your church, just at least smile, serve where you can, give, of course, pray. Three-quartered strand shall not be broken. Fasting, praying, giving. A three-quartered strand cannot be broken. Fasting, praying, giving. A three-quartered strand cannot be broken. Fasting, praying, giving. Lord, we just thank you for this fasting and praying time. I'm praying for everyone in this house to be gainfully employed. Jobs, better jobs, checks in the mail, your inheritance spiritually, physically. I'm praying that as as we're praying and fasting. We're praying for your spiritual inheritance, your physical inheritance. We're praying that right now. Some of you should be absolutely doing probably so much more than you presently are. You know, like Moses knew, there's a calling on my life. And unfortunately, he killed that Egyptian and he did it. And then God said, no, not, not now. 40 years, wandering in the desert. And then finally up on a mountain, Moses had a burning bush experience. And God said to Moses, come aside. What do you got to do to meet with God? Do you got to come aside like Moses? Do you got to be like Abraham who had to leave Lot behind? Maybe there's some adjustment in your life, but right now I pray, Father in heaven, we do want to come up higher, Lord. We want to experience you more. We want to experience you. We want to have mountaintop experiences. 
Father in heaven, right now, let those opportunities come. Let's just sing unto the Lord just as we worship the Lord just for a few moments. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith to live like Christ. But